Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey, everybody. Welcome back once again. Today's episode, organizational knowledge is the organization's, not yours. And uh, creating documentation is not only important to the organization, but also to you. Right? It gives you value, doesn't Absol- it? Absolutely. I know we love that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy, Hamed. <laughs> Shout out. That's a, ha- a hat tip to him. <laughs> right. But what we're talking about is when you know, you're in a company and, again, your experiences with the company from, you know, you learned how the system works, you created an application. All of that is done on company time and it's not yours. Um, I was just telling Victor right before we started recording was that a company we both previously worked at, I went in and was talking to this guy and he showed me his access database he developed and he's like, yeah, this is mine. And said, you know, I might leave and take it with me. I'm like, yeah, but that's not really yours. That's the organization's. He's like, no, I created it. I'm like, but you did that on organizational time using the organization's resources, computer, you know, printers and all that stuff. I was like, it's really the organization's. And again, didn't argue the point because, you know, he didn't want it for me, but just that got me thinking about how people think everything they make on the job is theirs and it's not. You're getting paid to do this. Yeah, you're getting paid to do that. And and people need to start seeing this, especially especially technical people, the folks that are experts or even generalists in their area, but uh, the, the owners depend on them to do that type of work. Part of their job, to me, is documentation. I mean, definitely should be, but I think it should be a standard at this point. Because if Greg is my you know, Cisco guy, he has a bunch of procedures in his head that he does to bring up, bring up networks uh, right away or whatever very efficiently. If he doesn't document and he leaves, I lost all that knowledge, all that procedure, all that efficiency. Wasted so, money paying me to learn it, to do it, and then I leave and it's gone. Right. So part of my job as an IT manager, director, CIO, whatever you want to call it, is to make sure that everybody under me is doing documentation for the steps that they take to fix, maintain, and, and deploy systems. And you know, again, from the technical side, I mean, because we were both there, some people think, well, if I document, someone else can do it. Well, someone else could do it either way. So really what you're doing is you're, and again, I know we've talked about this in some of the past um, podcasts, but you're also helping yourself grow. If you can document, someone can come behind you and easily step in that position as you move up. Right. Well, and, and let's take uh, baby steps here to uh, describe to the audience what we mean. So I have a system administrator, and then there's me, and then I have a help desk, just to put a case study together. The help desk person fixes computer issues just with users. The system administrator slash engineer um, deploys systems, maintains them, Everything in the infrastructure, so all connectivity things, uh, right? Uh, yes. Servers, server applications. I don't know if he's doing his job well. Let's say I'm, I'm an IT manager, but I've been out of the technical for like 10 years. The only way I know that he's doing his job or her job correctly is by them documenting, by me looking at their processes, looking at those little boxes that one, can, one connects to the other and say... Is this efficient? Because I should be smart enough to at least decide that at the high level. I will not be able to do that if there's no documentation. So that's one. Correct. Um, the other one is person has had their own way, no industry standard, anything, but things worked. But they did it their way. They leave. Now I have a new person coming in 
and they say, Victor, there's no documentation. I'll say, well, yes, there is. He, he, you know, uh, here's the documentation of how this system was set up. Yes, but what is the reasoning? What connects to what? Why was this patch made, yeah. right? So it's not just documentation saying the exchange servers on port 25, I have an SSL certificate. Is how do things connect to each other? What what is the business need for that system and how it connects to the business, right? It's a little more than that. Yes, and that gets into like we've talked about again in the past about the service catalog. In addition, though, I'll take a quick step back also. There was one time where Victor and I were working together and he was managing a system and went on vacation. And I looked at the document because he did document it, but he missed some stuff. And again, he was just busy. He was doing 50 things at once. I hated to, but I had to call him on vacation. I didn't want to do that because right. I was like, it wasn't here and I needed it. So I called him and, you know, he understood that completely. He's like, oh man, I'm sorry. And he filled it in and I, you know, I've done the same thing. But and it, I answered, I, I was a little drunk, but. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. He's like, uh, yeah. forgive me if I take a little while. <laughs> I was at the beach. Come on. I had a margarita, well, maybe three margaritas already in me. But, but, <laughs> but we say that for, you know, also that I, when someone's off, whether it's sick or vacation, I don't want to bother you. And in those scenarios, we could, we backed each other up. So. I could have stepped in if I knew where the stuff was. I didn't want to spend all this time trying to figure out where was this piece of you know information I needed. He told me in three seconds. Well, slurred it in three seconds, I guess. <laughs> he might be exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> Maybe know, not. I am Caribbean. I can handle my alcohol. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, the point is here then that uh, would you say then that that benefited that would have benefited me if everything was documented because then you don't have to bother me and I can actually take vacations. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Now, the other side uh, of that is also that still what I wanted to get into more advanced documentation is just that you you should have known not just that this system was set up that way, because in this situation, you and I were kind of like everything. Right? Yes, we were yes. managers, technicians, salespeople. We just divided the um, stuff just for sake of we had to get all this stuff done. And we were like, Victor handles this. I handle this. Yeah. But later on, if Greg was you know, advancing because it was earlier in our career. But when, when he was more advanced, he shouldn't have even had to discuss technical stuff with me. If he called me was to say, hey, Victor, is this system, you know, what does this system serve? What business unit? What does it connect to? And let the system admin handle it. But he should have still asked higher level questions about the system because then he would have known who it impacts, who needs to be notified, right? Yes. What decisions to make about Maybe even hiring a consultant because we needed to fix yesterday and none of us internally can fix it. So there's a lot of things that documentation would have done for him and for me because I was on vacation and I would have been okay. But also in doing that too is even if you get a consultant in, you don't want to pay the consultant to have to do discovery on a system. You want to be able to hand it to them, correct documentation that is. Right. Here's our current system. They read it over and they can move forward. You know, again, they'll always say, well, the assumption is this is up to date. And we could say, yeah, it is. Right. Another benefit to this is training, right? Uh, you're not going to stay, hopefully, if your company grows, you're not going to stay with that one technician under you. You might grow to 10. Um, if you have good documentation, that means that it's easier to train. Imagine if you're a system admin and you're going to get an a system, uh, assistant system admin or system admin too, whatever you call it in your organization, and you have to train them. If you have full documentation, you could tell them to spend two days reading and, and then, then you answering questions. Yeah, right? then they can ask more intelligent questions, not... What do we have? It's here's what we have. Here's why we have it. And they, it's important for the end, for the, excuse me, not the end users, the technicians to understand the impact of what a system has on the business. Because, you know, we've dealt with people to where, oh, we, there was something wrong. We need to upgrade some APs, um, access points for wireless devices. And they would do it in the middle of the day, basically bringing down systems and weren't realizing that, you know, 
they knew it, but they didn't think about it. Hey, this is impacting the business. You're shutting stuff down without even telling the business. So now we're getting more calls at the help desk because you made that decision. Right. And that was definitely the wrong decision. But at the same time, if there's not that good documentation about who it affects, how does this connect to other things? Uh, maybe that technician thought that they were making the right decision, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, that's kind of more of an obvious one that they shouldn't have. But again, you wanted to give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they didn't realize that it was actually being used for business purposes and not just having, you know, guest Wi-Fi. Right. And another benefit to uh, documentation of your systems is also for the IT managers to have better conversations with executive management. Now I'm not talking about specific settings. I have a bird's eye view on the system and how it relates to business units and the business as a whole. Now when something is down, a big system is down, I can sit down with uh, the owner of the company, the president, the VP of operations, whoever's there over me and say, hey, we're having issues with the system and this is what it means to you. Yeah. You know, that's another part of the documentation where we usually miss. Because especially as a business gets bigger, the, the, I mean, the CIO or excuse me, the CEO doesn't always have that in-depth knowledge of what's going on and what systems are used for. And when you can show them, well, this system's down. He's like, I've never even heard of that. Here's who it impacts. Because then you're going to give off the departments that it affects. You know, when it gets into, oh, that's finance or one of the departments making me money. Oh, my God, what do we need to do? That'll also help you justify you know, if you have to, getting more money for budgets, making sure that systems are up to date, under warranties and under support agreements. In addition, if you need to upgrade a server, whatever you have to do, it makes it so much easier because you're directly linking it to a business need and showing what the true impact is. Well, now that we know the value of documentation, let's talk about the challenges of it. It's not that easy, right? No. Um, we always had problems trying to figure out where do we actually start with document. There's just so much. It's almost overwhelming. And you get that analysis paralysis where I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do first. Right. Well, and the, and the thing is, especially if it's a system that you take over, that's even worse. Right? Oh, God, yeah, because you have no idea what was done. You, think, you would think email's simple, but really it's not. No, no, it's not. So the way I like to approach it, Greg, and, and you tell me because we've had some discussions about this, is you know, when, when, when I think about a problem, when somebody says, I don't know, let's give you an example. Hey, my emails are not going through. The way I think about things is you know, through layers. I, mean, I do it kind of like automatically now, but uh, basically what I say, okay, what I think about is, okay, how is this connected? I mean, you think about this right away, right? You think about it, how, how is it connected overall? And then you start uh, eliminating things right away as p possible problems, and then you get to, the, to a solution. Yeah, whenever, um, whenever we talk about anything, and as soon as Victor and I get in a room, there has to be a whiteboard because one of us is writing. Right. And I, I think it actually helps. Even, you know, simplicity, we know how, most people who have been in the business anytime know how email works, even the end users. But when you start mapping it out, you start to realize, wait a minute, where are the touch points? You get into you know, relays and spam and all that other technical stuff. It makes it a little more confusing. Right. So like, to give an example, because I, I want our, our, our listeners to actually learn something here, maybe a little more specific that they can apply. To give an example about email systems, because to me that's simple to explain. The way we think about it at, at, at a high level is, okay, what systems... Uh, compose this service, right? That's yes. the way we think about it when we troubleshoot it. We say, okay, we depend on obviously the internet, right? But we depend on DNS. We depend on a spam service if you have one and you depend on your email server. Well, that's the way I like to document. I like to start from the top, meaning that I would like to see a diagram that shows me that. And then each little thing that's in that diagram, you dig deeper into and add um, documentation on the system, how it's set up, uh, services that the system provides, 
also procedures, right? Yeah, and this I'm is important. This is more important from this point for the more the technical piece of it, not the end users. The end users, they say they sent it, we didn't get it, or vice versa. Right. But for us, it's important because we can see the flow, and depending on error messages and what's been happening, it makes it it helps us to break it down quickly. You know, if it gets rejected for whatever, it was too big. Well, that could come from your exchange server, or it couldn't find our mail server. That could be a DNS issue. And again, from the user standpoint, we know you guys aren't going to understand what DNS is and domain names are, but it's irrelevant, honestly, as long as it's mapped out and your technical person does, that's where you're going to save time fixing the problems. Now, there are parts of the documentation that do affect the users like, uh, okay, this service affects what organization, what part of the organization, right? So we also write that. We write SLAs in there, we write contracts, all that stuff goes in there, but you always start with the big Okay, yeah. what, how does the system look logically, let's say, right? And that helps with what Victor said earlier is that if I said, hey, I need to renew our domain names, and that's normally not an issue, but the owner's like, why, what is that? You're showing them, well, that's my yourbusiness.com name, and if we don't have that, we don't get email and our website's down. Oh, right. makes it easy to justify saying, okay, not a problem. Right, and if your website down, there might be services on your website, like maybe you sell stuff through it. Yeah, right? so again, it makes it to where when you can show the owner at a high level, you know, those details, they're like, I now understand the importance. They don't need to understand the details of how DNS works. They need to understand if that's an, a service you pay for outside, which typically in a scenario you don't, but let's say it was, why we need to pay for it. It's a no-brainer. They're going to like, oh, absolutely, do it. Don't worry about it. So that type of documentation helps everybody. That's why I like to start from uh, at, at the bird's eye view, because right away I can start looking at my contracts and stuff like that, while my technicians work on actually documenting the specific, the specific configuration items, right? Correct. Like the email server, the hardware, the VM environment that it sits on, all that stuff. Now, that's that's a case study that, I mean, unless you want to add something else, I, I hope it helps no, our listeners. I think that's a simple one that, you know, again, the text, we're probably like, that's really simple. We know this. But the owners should, hopefully, that would help them get a, l a little better understanding. But for the text, too, listen, write it out. So then when you're talking to the owner, a picture is worth a thousand words. Show them. This is what this means. This is the component I'm asking money for, and this is why. If this right. goes down, you can then show. You, as a business person, told me this would be affected if email's down. Well, another thing that it drives, though, Greg, you, you say that this is simple for our technicians, but I remember a conversation with somebody asking them, do you know what DNS is and what it does? And they didn't know. And they were a technician of six years of experience. This is but true. they had never touched on that problem. So doing these diagrams also helps train your people. As you're building it, you're they'll, hopefully the good ones will ask you if they don't know. But why do you put DNS in there? What does that matter? Yeah. And then you'll say, well, our DNS, the DNS name for our email server needs to be resolved by outside people. And you start working on that. And then, well, that doesn't work. Why? Because you didn't pay for the domain name that you wanted. Right. So it, they do. And I think, and you're right, Victor. I take for granted. I guess I've been in it for so long. But right. you do take for granted for that. But when you can show someone, again, show them that picture and they'll better understand. And hopefully that'll help them to ask questions. Why are we doing this here? Right. And it also helps the technicians not bringing stuff down that they don't know connects to other things that, that you know, might fail. Well, they can easily, if they had that document, pull up the server and say, if I bring down our DNS server, this is going to be affected. Ooh, I can't do that. Right. Because normally you, you look at it as a back-end thing, something that users don't interact with, but they do. It's just that the programs that they use interact with DNS on their behalf. It's not an application. Exactly. That's the perfect way to put it. Right. Right. So as you can see, documentation helps in so many levels. And again, we translate that into organizational knowledge because the people that wrote it learned it there. Sometimes they didn't even have the skill set until they w worked for you and they acquired those skill sets there. 
So if you have a technician, and this is my opinion, you, you tell me, Greg, if you agree or disagree. If you have a technician that is, you know, the, the last Pepsi bottle in the desert, whatever, and he's he's or, or she's amazing, can fix anything, but doesn't document anything, that I think they're worthless. I don't never like the yeah. worthless, but yeah. they're not helping you. They're either. worthless to you as a 19 manager. Well, like, well not, yeah, not but, as a human being. <laughs> but it needs to be true that, you know, yeah. they might have come from where they're just fixing stuff. It has to be explained. Now, once you explain if they don't do it, I would agree. They need to go because they're not helping you at that point. Right. They're, they're great technical, but if they're not going to document stuff, they're hold, they can then hold you hostage. Right. So why wouldn't they want to document to help the business out? Right. And again, uh, technicians out there, if you document, it just helps you, believe me. Because in the end, you get freed up to do um, uh, better, more interesting things. And, and if you're that worried about your job from documenting, then you need to look at what the reason behind that is. Then again, you're not good to me again. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> no, seriously. So, so you're if, dead to me. <laughs> right. If you tell me you don't want to get better, I mean, that, that tells me something about you. That tells me that you're a temporary fix to my personal issues. And I just, I hate to Well, no, blunt, I'm saying but... is that if, you're, if the tech's worried about their job, if they document, then you should address the real issue of why is that? Have a conversation with your boss or the owner of, you know, I want to do this. Where, where can I go from here? And that's still no reason not to do it. But if you're, if you have those concerns, you should address those on a separate issue as a right. separate issue. Well, and another thing to say is that, I, I mean, I've always said this and I, I was taught this by somebody else in, in the Air Force. He said, if you can't explain it to me in simple terms, you don't know what you're talking about. And that documentation uncovers that sometimes in, in terms of personnel. No, you're right. Uh, I agree with that. Because it's, it's almost like when they write it, it almost seems like magic <laughs> if they don't know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think those are the uses for documentation, which again, translate into organizational knowledge. Um, that, that's it for me today. Yep. I think, I think we're good. We're good today. Okay. Thanks for listening. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can check us out on iTunes under Prometheus Layer 8. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also follow us on Twitter at PC Layer 8 Podcast. That's the number eight. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday for an exciting new episode.